know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. And it is time for us. It's a brand new year. I'd like to say brand new us, but it's not. It's the same old, same old us. Hey, I'm feeling very fresh and new, okay? I am. I'm and look, like I got a clean flat. shirt on. It's a new year. It's a new shirt, right? See? New shirt. Look at that. Look at that. Nice collar oh, on that. Yeah. See? Starched and everything, man. I know. Isn't that nice? Looking good. Looking good. Looking good, man. I just get out the hospital. So, uh. You know, you ought to. Tr- no. you, I think it's good for you to visit that place once a year, so they can tell you to do better things. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what kind of medicine they gave me. It's it's a Dixie. But I got to tell you, man, it it leaves this metallic taste in your mouth. Oh yeah, chewing on tin cans. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, listen, um, yeah, got got the COVID, shook it. It's I mean it, it you know kicked my butt, but it's not as bad as everybody thinks it could be. Um, so well, I'm glad that you got it, normal. so you could have a life experience that says, "By God, I got COVID." That's right, man, and I live to tell about That's it. That's right. You know, here I am, just strong. When you, when you live, when you get to live as long as Betty White did, and you <laughs> can just, you can just say, "I beat COVID." That's it. At ninety nine and at nine tenths of a year old. I know. <laughs> they were saying she just wanted to celebrate her hundredth birthday with Alan Ludden. Yeah. So that's there right. She goes. Yeah. She, all she needed was what seventeen more days or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Isn't that crazy. Yeah. Man, this is, I mean, just just a feisty old broad right up until the end, wasn't she? <laughs> uh, speaking of feisty, it's, it's that time of year. You know, it's like eight degrees outside here in Kentucky yeah. and Indiana area. And, and, oh, by the way, we are those weekend golf guys. We forgot to mention that. I'm John Ashton. <laughs> he is Jeff Smith. And um, he's headed to Florida. I was going to go, but I've been sick. So the doctor said, hey, idiot, stay home. That's <laughs> so, okay. I will be happy to take your place yes. on the tee box in South Florida with you're, you're, your former friend, Frank at, at the medalist. <laughs> yes. Yes. What a guy you are. I, am. I, I, knew, I knew I could count on you to step up for me. I'm Listen, really glad Jeff's going to be talking about what he's going to be talking about down there. Cause he's going to be doing a lot of talking in Florida. And uh, he posted a couple of videos we need to talk about. And uh, we just need to talk some more and we're going to do it. When we come right back, we all those weekend golf guys. So hang out with us. The great Arnold Palmer once said, golf is deceptively simple and endlessly complicated. This quote applies to investing, too. It sounds easy, right? Invest your money and watch it grow. But 90% of the people lose money in the stock market. Just remember, you can't control the markets, but you can control your risk. So how do billionaire investors control their risk? They diversify their portfolios with alternative assets like blue chip art. In fact, many billionaires allocate 10 to 30% of their entire portfolios to art. The simple fact is that blue chip art prices outpaced the S&P 500 by 164% from 1995 to 2020. That's why I was so excited when I found Masterworks. This alternative investing platform lets you invest in paintings by legends like Andy Warhol, Monet, and Picasso without spending millions. 
Over 300,000 people have signed up, and if you want priority access to their newest paintings, you need to log on to masterworks.art weekend. That's masterworks.art weekend. See important disclosures at masterworks.io disclosures. John Ashton, my voice is almost back to normal. It's almost there. It sounded like Mickey Mouse about four days ago, man. It was terrible. Well, you know what? It was interesting because when I called you and and talked to you, you sounded somewhere between, I don't know, almost one foot in the grave and almost both feet in the grave. Yeah. It's what your voice sounded like. Yeah, that's You you should see. I I felt worse. Did you? Oh, yeah, man. It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. But But then... I was assailed by good news. I have got to, I, I, we're, we're going to brag people and, and hopefully that you will come along. But back in September, uh, I got a notification from an organization, an international organization called sports, the sports podcast awards. And they Did said, they ask hey, you to host. No, they didn't ask me nothing. <laughs> they asked me to pay $50 and pick up the garbage. That's what they asked me to do. They, uh, they, they said, we're having our first annual national competition for sports podcasts worldwide. And it's $50 entry fee. And we want four or five examples of your podcast. And I said, hey, 50 bucks, what the heck, eh? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this one of those like battle of the network stars? We're going to have to wear these weird getups and go through this, <laughs> some of these gyrations on these shows that we see. We have to do that because I'm pretty sure I can handle my part of it. But God, I don't want to see you in those type dude. <laughs> I volunteered you, man. <laughs> That's it. Now, actually, this is this is purely audio. Everything we have done, we need to do. We have already done. Did you take out the swear words? I did. Oh, good. For the most part. <laughs> well, okay, because it makes me look bad. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, I sent I sent in the entry back in September. Three, four days ago, I got an email saying the short list has been published. I opened it up and it said, and I love to hear anything that starts with these words. Congratulations. <laughs> Is this one of those things where you have to send in your social security number now? <laughs> <laughs> Just send us your bank account and we'll put the money in if you win. Uh, of all of the golf podcasts that, entered they they whittled the list down to eight there are eight podcasts worldwide in competition for the best golf podcast of 2022 we are one of the eight currently in first place voting wise from what i understand how about that how about that huh oh man so we would appreciate work huh on our part and you know, and it's and it's not like it's it's not like it's work at all, man. Well, you know, the, the most work was coming up with the fifty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It seems like the editing part seems to be a little bit more work. I mean, you get, well, that's true. I mean, did you? I mean, how, I can't even imagine trying to cut out some of the stupid stuff that we say to make it sound funny. Well, you know, I think some of the stupid stuff is what made us one of the top eight. To be honest with you. <laughs> Because, because this is it, and 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 bear with us, because you've listened to us for a while, and we really, really appreciate you having done so. But you know that we're unique; we're different. 
among golf podcasts is one is we don't care about the tour. We're, we're not, we're not a, you know, a fan site. We don't, we don't get all upset and want to follow what Phil Mickelson said to, you know, Justin Thomas as they're walking down the fairway yesterday. We don't care. We don't care. Wait a minute. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I heard that was pretty funny. I need to know what he said. Well, you go to some other podcast that's not in the top eight, and I'm sure they'll probably be able to tell you. Okay. <laughs> we, on the other hand, talk to and about you, the average golfer, how you can have more fun playing golf. Yeah. Mr. Jeff Smith, Golf Magazine Top 100 instructors, always there, ready with, with, with some help. Um, suggestions, how to fix something, how to do something better, how to stop making mistakes, whatever. He will answer specific questions. He will answer generic questions. Sarcastically. Sarcastically. He'll make fun of me. He'll make fun of you. He'll make fun of you by making fun of me, you know, and. Hey, and wait a minute. I make fun of myself too. That's true. He is rather self-deprecating at times, but again, we just want to thank you for putting us in the position where we can be one of the top eight. I, even, even if we finish number eight, still one of the top eight golf podcasts in the world. That's pretty not cool. Too shabby. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. We have fun with this. Of course, we would like to finish number one and you can help us just go to sportspodcastawards.com and vote for us. Vote early. That's vote it. often. That's it. And we would appreciate it immensely. Uh, so deep breath. See, this happens. I get excited and, and my lungs stop working. I also had pneumonia. <laughs> well, not, oh. not on top of everything, it's pneumonia too. So. COVID pneumonia? No, it was COVID and pneumonia. Bacterial pneumonia not associated with the COVID. Nice work. Uh-huh. Fought off two big things at one time. That's at one pretty time. good for Oh yeah. Pretty good for a guy who smokes a lot and drinks bourbon. Used to smoke, used to smokes a lot. Uh, used to smokes a lot. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's what everybody says. Do you smoke? No. Oh, really? <laughs> What's so that hairball that you just coughed up? <laughs> hey, you posted a video on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. Yeah. And I noticed something that it, it's, it's how to make your chips stop. Yeah, the wedge shots. So how do you make your wedge shots stop? You don't yell at it. I know. That's what I do. I sit there, I hit it, I go, stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple of things why <laughs> we can get to the a couple things my wedges have grooves um and oh, okay. <laughs> I, I play balls that spin <laughs> okay and those, are, those are two two big factors there wait, wait can but, i write that down yeah. balls that spin balls grooves. that spin okay right? those would be <laughs> the ones that you purchase that they seem to cost a heavy price you know the 40 dollars and up dozen right those are the ones that they, those balls stop yes so without yelling if they're struck correctly yeah and that's the other part of it see i was mm-hmm. just gonna say wedges and balls we got the equipment piece but then there's that whole um you know landing spot of the club and the angle it comes in and the face angle at the time mm-hmm. it, it's got you know that delivery aspect to it yeah that really is important and yeah and i and discussed that in those in those videos you do and you discuss it you discuss it uh, in in layman's terms yeah, it's kind of what I do. Yeah, it's I, not like you're talking to teachers. It's like you're talking to real people. 
you know, it's interesting because there is that whole thing because you're you're bringing up a good point. When teachers talk to other teachers, they try to outsmart each other. They try to use lingo that says that they know what they're talking about to other teachers by using specialty lingo instead right. of just talking about it like normal human beings talk to each other. That's right. And I laugh every time I see it. Because I think that at some point, that's like a little bit of insecurity on the teacher's part that's doing all the fancy lingo stuff. Mm -hmm. I do. I, I somewhat think, why, why, are you, why are you talking like that? Are you trying to give me your intellectual resume by saying it in this way? Or you just, just want to confuse people? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whether you, you baffle them with BS if you can't impress them with the facts. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. But it, it, make, it does make me wonder because that goes to a big point that I always harp on. In, in the golf teaching world is um, is the language that teachers use that we're supposed to be really good communicators and we're supposed to be able to get through to each and every person that's standing in front of us. Right. But as I read online and I'm standing there with them and I'm in these seminars and I'm all these things, nobody talks to each other in normal human language. It's mm -hmm. as if it's a whole bunch of people who feel as though they're undereducated, but then they're just barely educated enough to sound like they're more educated. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> exactly. Like. Exactly. You, and you then try. they're trying to get everybody to use this kind of language. And I'm like, what are you, what are we doing? Yeah. Kidding there's, me. There's a term for that, that uh, I've, I have forgotten, or I, I would impress you with it, but um, alas, <laughs> I have no idea what it is. Um, <laughs> The PGA show is going to happen this year. It is. Uh, and Jeff will be there and he's going to be talking and, uh, and, and lecturing and, and impressing. And we're going to be talking about what he's going to be talking about when we come right back, because it's something that we're all going to need to learn. Hang out. We are those weekend golf guys. Neil Michaels here. And I want to be clear. I don't know beans about crypto, but I found a YouTube channel called Crypto with James and it caught my interest. Turns out Crypto with James has over 15,000 subscribers and 1 million views. So, wow! James is cryptocurrency expert James McMahon, and he has a history of success in crypto. His site, CopyMyCrypto.com, shows you the actual cryptocurrencies that he owns, so you can either learn or simply copy what he does. For example, James's top pick for 2021 is a coin called Phantom, and it's currently up over 440 times from when he first mentioned it. Holy crap, do that math! Now you can join the 1,300 members who learn or copy James by going to copymycrypto.com slash golfguys, and golfguys is just one word. You'll find proof of everything I've said. And now, those Weekend Golf Guys listeners can join for just $1. You won't find this offer anywhere else. That's copymycrypto.com slash golf guys and join today for just one dollar. Hey, it is us. We're back this weekend. Golf guys, John Ashton here, Jeff Smith there. Uh, Jeff's about to, uh, to slip the surly bonds of the 16 degrees Southern Indiana weather and head on down to Orlando, Florida for the uh, PGA Merchandise Show, which is happening again. However, man, it's not going to be the same. It's not. I have, it, it was, now, Callaway is doing a big thing on TV. 
they're not going to be at the show. Yeah, I know. They're usually one they've got, you know, all, on demo day, they've got all this big area out there at Orange Blossom Special or whatever. The Orange, name. Orange County <laughs> yeah, like, National. Yeah, Orange, yeah, that one. <laughs> and and then, you yeah. know, huge displays on the, on the inside during the, the show in, in the hall. But instead, they've paid Amanda Balionis a lot of money to uh, to host a TV show. Which, to be perfectly honest with you, is probably going to be a, a lot more enticing <laughs> than walking around in their booths. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, these booths that they normally get, these big manufacturers, the club companies, they come in and they get these just monstrosities of an area, right? And it's like they got they they bought up like a half a city block or something. I feel like yeah. you're walking into a big box hardware store. Yeah, you know, and you can't get anybody to help you there either. <laughs> <laughs> The question has got to be, and and as consumers, we have got to we've got to come down to it. It ain't cheap. Those those displays areas no. having those shows, they're they're millions of dollars. Yeah. And and commercials on PGA tour uh coverage on Golf Channel and NBC and CBS ain't cheap. No. So how much of the cost of a golf club that we're forced to pay? is reflected in marketing costs recuperation from the company as opposed yeah. to the value of the club itself. Well, let's just hang on a second with that we're forced to pay stuff. <laughs> okay. You are, are radio host and you insist on tradio. So <laughs> I'm not so sure if you can say that we are forced to pay much of anything. Mr. I'm not playing golf unless that's free. <laughs> or in the words of intrepid producer Mark, who is also recuperating. He is he is out of the out of the rehab center. He is back home. That's great. Um we are those weekend golf guys. People give us stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's that's see. Yeah. That's what it is, right? <laughs> so this whole we are buying equipment stuff is a little over the top. Okay, so you. Well, I get not I don't you, know. You. I get most of my stuff for free anyway, right? That's right. <laughs> but I mean the, the cost of a golf club, you walk into the big yeah. box store and you say, Hey, I have seen this the whatever the newest, latest six month old design is that you know that that obsoleted last six months yeah design and it's you know how much of that 4.99 5.99 6.49 the prices keep seem to keep inching up and up and up and up and up depending on whether you want to get fitted what kind of shaft you want all that kind of stuff I mean, how much of that is reflected in just marketing costs as opposed to how much the club actually costs? I really don't know. I really don't. But just judging by the size of the companies, right, and the sheer magnitude of the marketing that they do, you got to know there's got to be a lot of profit in that. Yeah. <laughs> right? Got to be. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Look at look at those big, gigantic golf companies, all the, all the marketing they spend on all this stuff. Do you really spend national marketing on on golf channels and on on nbc when they're playing golf podcasts and, or golf tournaments and it, all the magazines and all the other places that you can read about it see about it hear about it they got to be spending a, a king's ransom on marketing something so you know darn well the profit margin has to be big 
Yeah. yeah. Or they wouldn't do it. No, no. I mean, you don't, you don't spend $10 to make two. No, you really don't. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, here at the, like the, like you, we started with the demo day, right? And the people usually the big gigantic, you know, Orange County National, big, everybody's got their booths and there's big stations out there, people out there whipping their clubs and doing all that stuff. And a lot of them aren't coming now this year. Yeah. A lot of them aren't coming, but I'm speaking at demo day. I get to go there and I get to talk about, oddly enough, club fitting and teaching the blend between the two. And I get to stand up there and talk to a bunch of folks who are going to be there about, you know, should you get club fit before you start to take lessons or should you take lessons before you start to club fit or somewhere there's that blend of stuff. Like John, if you showed up on my lesson tee and you showed up with a set of clubs that I knew wasn't going to help you at all, Mm -hmm. I have to decide right away in this conversation I'm having with you, how much of the equipment am I bringing up? And where do I make my judgment on that? And some of it is where you just went out and bought yourself a new set of whatevers and they're shiny. You're peeling the wrappers off of it. You have spent your money. They got green. And and I know that just from a few swings of what you're doing versus that thing in the middle and then what the ball's doing, that Mm -hmm. thing in the middle might not be the right thing for you. Maybe it's a little too short. Maybe it's a little too long. Maybe it's been a little too flat. Maybe it's been a little too upright. Maybe it's too heavy. Maybe it's too light. I'll know it in the ball flight based on what you're doing. Sure. I I would, I would venture to guess that just, just knowing what little I know about club fitting, having only experienced it one time, it would be important to get fit first. Well, depends. All right. So let's say this, let's say you walk into me and John, you're an 18 handicap guy, right? Right. which means you don't really repeat much of the same action or maybe you do. Right. So I have to find out whether you, the, the, the person, John right. swinging the club back up and around, down around the front, blast into the golf ball is the motion that you're making repeatable. Mm-hmm. And if that motion that you're making is repeatable, now I can take, start taking a look at the stick. Okay. Right. If, if that's an issue, but, if the motion you're making is not so repeatable, now it doesn't matter which stick it is. Now I got to fix repeatability first. And so it's more teaching first. You right. see, so there's this thing that I have to go through as a, as, a, as a teacher, as a club fitter. I have to figure that out. So I get to talk about this for an hour. And you know what, oddly enough, is if you were healthy enough to go down to Orlando, mm-hmm. I would have had you up there with me. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would have drug you out of the audience, kicking and screaming, <laughs> pulled you out of there by your toes, going, come on. I got a guy right here that I can club fit and figure out whether it's his clubs, whether it's him, whether what do we need to do, what's the big combination of things. As a teacher, I got an hour to work with you. It would be a lot of fun. It would have been a lot of fun. Yeah. So I guess I'll have to choose It would have been a free hour. Man, now you tell me. I know. Uh, now I'm going to have to pick Frank because he's going to be there. Yeah. And so I'm going to grab Frank and I'm going to say, Hey Frank, come on, yeah. let's go get some poorly fit clubs. Now here's an example, John. And, and one of the things that I talk about in this, in this conversation that I have is that let's say 
John, you showed up on my lesson tee and you had some clubs that were definitely affecting your posture. Mm -hmm. For example, they're too short. Let's just say for a second that you're six foot three and your arms, your wingspan is only six foot. So effectively, you're like little T-Rex here, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Small, short arms. That means you're going to have to bend over a lot. Right. Or you're going to have to get longer clubs. One of the two, right? Mm -hmm. But let's say you show up on my lesson tee and you've got those clubs. And now all of a sudden, I have to look at you and go, wow, these clubs are changing his posture, which means it changed every angle of the golf swing and it changed your ability to deliver it to the spot. Right. Now that right there, I start looking at clubs, how they can affect that. So it's that chicken or the egg thing all the time with every single person. Mm -hmm. Maybe the clubs are okay for right now. And maybe I start teaching. Then we get to the part where the clubs are no longer okay. Right. Or maybe it's a part where the clubs are not okay. And you have the means to go get, some clubs that are good are fitted Mm -hmm. or maybe they're not okay. And then the worst thing happens is that you don't have the means to go do that because you just spent your money on your clubs and you bought the wrong ones because you went off the rack. So you you went, ah, I'll save the $40 of the fitting fee or the $50 fitting fee. I'll just go to this rack right over here, grab this set. This will do just fine. Cause these are 30. Then they find out that the price that they paid wasn't the $50 fitting fee. What they paid was pain and suffering and extra shots and frustration because they just bought these clubs and damn it, they can't hit them. (laughs) (laughs) So then they come for an extra golf lesson. Jeff, you got to help me hit these things. And next thing you know, I've got to find a way to make some magic happen to get you to hit an ill-fitting set of clubs. Is that a possibility? Sure it is, but I know at that moment, and I have to be honest with you, that guess what, John? I can make you hit these. We can set your body at different angles. You need to spread your feet a little bit. We're going to get you a little lower. We're going to drop your hands a little bit. You're going to be able to get to this club, and you're going to be able to make a swing, all right, based on how your body angles are set now, because all that's different. And then here's how the club's going to come into the golf ball. And in that case, it's going to come in and the heel's going to dig a little bit. So we can either bend these things a little flatter or we can get you to open up the face a little bit and, and get it to shut right at impact because it's a little heel, heel down, toe up. And, you know, we can do all kinds of funny adjustments. But if we have to do that, it's going to be very inconsistent and you're going to be a mad golf, golfer. And- and the, and the root cause me. of that was you decided you didn't want to spend that $50 fee on the fit. Yeah. Or, or you, you, you didn't, you didn't think it important. That's right. So we're going to come back in a few minutes and we're going to again, explain to you in great detail why it's important. We are those weekend golf guys. Hey, it's Neil Michaels. And here on those weekend golf guys, we like to have a good time and laugh a lot. You know, what's not funny when I got hacked a few months ago and lost absolutely everything. Business information, my kids' and grandkids' photos, things that are absolutely irreplaceable. It was after losing everything, I looked into Guardio. You see, these days the browser is where our information is stored. Passwords, credit details, addresses, information that must be guarded and protected. 
Guardio offers real-time protection that will keep you safe from online threats like scams, hackers, malware, and identity theft. Visit Guardio today and run a free security scan. The scan only takes a few seconds, and in a few clicks, you'll see what threats may live on your browser. It's truly affordable and crucial protection. Right now, listeners of those weekend golf guys get 20% off Guardio's premium protection plan. Go to guard.io slash golfguys and get 20% off. Let me say that again. Guard.io, not .com slash golfguys. Take control of your cyber safety with Guardio. And it says again, those weekend golf guys, I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. And we have all done it. We have all bought clubs. We bought them from the next door neighbor. We bought them from Goodwill. We bought them from a, you know, from, from an estate sale. Uh, we, we bought them used online and we yep. bought the wrong thing. Yeah, you did. What we have done is try to learn how to use the wrong thing the right way or try to get the right results with the wrong thing. And it's, it's frustrating and it's next to impossible. It's so hard. It just is so hard on the golfer because it's really difficult. Now, so I like to have these conversations with my students and I like to make videos about this. And, and numerous times in these, in these conversations, in these videos, I keep pointing out the fact that I do not sell golf clubs. Right. I get no money from the sale of any golf club from any manufacturer whatsoever. Right. So I'm here to just tell you the truth. And people go, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting some kickback from somewhere, somebody, because nobody's just going to stand up there and tell me that I got to get club fit without being paid. I'm like, yes, I am. Because I care about your golf. Yeah. Well, because because it, you want, you want your students to succeed. Every one of them. So I know this. They only have so much, so many resources, you know, so much money, so much time. Mm -hmm. And they are doing this. 99% of the people that I work with are, well, and I take that back. 25% are competitive golfers, either competitive in their mind because they want to compete with their buddies right. or their college golfers or high school golfers or professional golfers. Okay. There's 25%. But the rest of them, the 75% that's left over the people that I work with, they want to have fun. And that's recreational golf. Right. And so they have limited resources of time and money because if they spend more money on the fitting and on the equipment and they sit there and think about that, they're going to go, well, I've got too much money into this end of golf. So why don't I back off of this end of golf so I can actually spend more on the playing of golf? All mm -hmm. right. And that's, that's what this is. So we have to do this, this trade-off all the time between how can I make my students understand that they'll have more fun playing golf by playing better golf. And part of that is understanding what they need to do and also what clubs they're swinging. So maybe that garage sale driver is causing you frustration, in which case you wasted money on the golf because you're not enjoying it. Right. You wasted money on the club and now you got to take some more lessons just to figure out how to use this in order to hear from me to tell you, Hey, you shouldn't even be swinging this thing. It's right. a piece yeah. of doo-doo yeah. in your hands. Yeah. It might be great for that guy. Not so good for you. And, and that's why so many times 
and we've we've harped on this over and over again, but so many times we watch the commercials all shot at that same Scottsdale, Arizona golf oh, course. Yeah. I, uh, I with, swear to God, I think it's one hole. <laughs> with with one you know, hole. the latest and the greatest, it hits off the deck just as well as it hits off the tee. Yeah, I don't you know, know whether the fairway driver or that or that alien-ish wedge is is the same it's the same golf hole i swear it is yeah and the wedge <laughs> with the x's instead of the grooves yeah you know um the <clears throat> guys who can get out of the sand trap with this wedge into the hole every time is it, it's a miracle isn't it isn't it though huh you know why don't and and again this don't laugh at me because i know it's, it's 180 degrees diametrically opposed to what i used to believe but why why do we do that to ourselves why don't we go to you or a a you and say this is what i want to accomplish this is how i do it now what do i need to do what do i need to learn how to do differently what do i need how to use differently what am i doing wrong what my what what equipment am i not taking advantage of i mean it's so much more fun. Man, once I got that driver fitted to me, damn it, it's so much more fun having your second shot out of the fairway. Oh, yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> you know, it's a beautiful thing, Isn't man. <laughs> and you used to look at me, we'd go play, and you'd look at me going, do you ever get bored of this? <laughs> like, no, I don't. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so here's something I want to compliment you on specifically. Right now, this is the first and quite possibly the only compliment that I give you this entire 2022, right? Here it is. Write this down, people. <laughs> Write this down, okay? <laughs> you just said something that you never would have said five years ago, is why don't we go take a lesson? And the question you said, you asked was, what do I need to do? That never entered your mind to let no. it escape your mouth before. No. Because that question right there means that you're willing to hear all of it mm -hmm. and listen to it and go, what do I need to do? It used to be, what am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. Right. But the what do I need to do thing is actually the smartest question that a golfer can ask the, the golf professional. Because now all of a sudden, here comes a complete answer instead of saying, what am I doing wrong? When I have to respond, well, guess what? You're doing a lot of things right for mm -hmm. who you are and how you can deliver it. Here's the difference that we need to make so that it all works. But you still thought of things in right versus wrong all the time then. And right. now you're saying something that says your mind is opened up and you're willing to listen to more answers. And maybe just maybe that's because you've been paying attention to this show for a little while. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I'm here every week. I figure, what the hell, I might as well listen. You know, <laughs> you know, I got these earphones on. What the heck? <laughs> Paid good money for them. You know, <laughs> want to use them, right? Now and but again, no, that, gems escape your your lips, also. But so. but that one right there is is quite frankly the best question that every golfer can ask the golf professional. What do I need to do? Help me understand. That's what that really is. Mm -hmm. And that is the simplest, best question they can ask, because now all of a sudden the student's mind is open. They want the discussion. They want to know why this isn't working. 
and they want to know what will work and how come, because they're asking, what do I need to do? It's great. It's the best question you've asked in, I don't know, five years on, <laughs> this, on this show. <laughs> no, I mean, but, but that's, that's what it comes down to because you, yeah. know, you, you have to sit down and you go, okay, I've played golf off and on for years, poorly. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I played better when I was younger because I played often. Um, but, but I have never dealt with anybody of your caliber as far as, as their expertise go. And it's so much easier to just say, okay, man, here I am putty, you know, build a golfer out of me. So then the first conversation we get to have is okay, well, let's sit down and talk about you and your body and your mind and what you're trying to accomplish here and what your body physically capable of doing. And, do these clubs match up with it? Right. And if so, that's great because most people's don't, yeah. <laughs> right? They yeah. just don't. So, you know, this is a, I, I've done something that unbeknownst to you that we're about to put out on our podcast. Um, I've interviewed two of the top 100 club fitters in the country. Well, okay. One of them used to work for me. And the other one has been on our show before, and I played golf with him before, and I've mm-hmm. taken my son out to New York to get him fit. Mr. Kirk O'Gorey is out sure. there on yep. Long Island. I remember right? him. Yeah. Right. And I've interviewed Kirk, and we just spent an hour talking about teaching and club fitting, the blend, the mix between the two. Mm-hmm. And I've done the same thing just two nights ago with one Mr. Brady Hawkshurst. Okay. And Brady used to work for me, and now he's down in Dallas, Texas. And he's fitting and he's teaching and he has been a top 100 fitter in the country. Cool. And so we've gone on and on and on about this topic because this is kind of where it all starts. How do yeah. we help the player get better? Yeah. There are pieces to this puzzle. One of them's a player, right? One right. of them's the equipment they're playing with. Right. One of them's the coach they're dealing with, right? Those three yeah. big pieces. Yeah. Right? They all so have that's to where, That's our job. And, and, and it's up, it's up to the coach to be able to make the mesh. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta basically take charge and say, listen, this, this is what you need to do. And this is how you need to do it. And this is what you need to use to do it. I'm going to ask you flat out, man. I know we've, we've, we've talked around this subject, but it's a brand new year, 2022. This is, this is the year I've got, I've got bets out that, that we're shooting in the seventies. Okay. Yeah. Um, my my irons. What about them? Do they do they work for me? They still do. Okay. They still do, right? They are they are old. They're ping rapture clubs. They are. And I remember those ping rapture clubs had at the time the strongest loss of any club that was on the market at that time, and nobody's ever seen anything hit a ball that far. Right. They just made weight go way to the bottom. They made a big fat sole plate on them and they cranked those lofts down like you wouldn't believe. And guess what they made? 2021, 2022 clubs, right? Okay. So what we'll do is we'll find out if there's anything better that could help. To fit me. I mean, we'll to fit you, just, right? just sit down and actually go right. through and, and do an official fitting. That's right. And, and, and see how it, how it all works out. Because But they're not broken. No, 
No, they're and we not. know we're going to be somewhere in the ballpark because I have seen your ball flight, and it's not too high and floaty. It's yeah. not too high and spinny, and it's not too low. And you can you can hit some really solidly struck laser beam shots that look pretty darn good. Yeah, they they make you look better than your clothing makes you look when you're on the golf course. <laughs> which, which ain't which ain't hard. Um, <laughs> Just just to revisit, you know, because last the end of last season, we, we had uh, about four four rounds up at the um, Pete Dye course at French Lake. Yep. And got very friendly with uh, Randy Scarf, the, uh, yeah. our favorite caddy up there. <laughs> he's, man. Uh, he's awesome. Dude is a piece of work, man. Um, and, and he was like, you know, you're going to break 80. I'm going to be your caddy. You're going to break 80 up here. This, this is going to happen. Well, he had never played at Chariot Run. Yeah. Down in Southern Indiana. So we invited him to come down with and play with us. And after I parred the first seven holes in a row, he looked at me, he said, John, what's up? What are, what are you doing? Why, why don't you do this? And I said, you see, these fairways are 40 yards wide. <laughs> Yours are 20. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. And then they drop off about a hundred feet on each side. Yeah. I said, your, your golf course intimidates the hell out of me, man. Yeah. I mean, it's totally a mental thing, but that golf course just visually it's intimidating. Yeah, it is. It's a great golf course, but, but I, you're I was, right. It scares I was just happy to be able to, to, because I always feel like I really suck when I play at the Pete Dye course because it is so intimidating. Well, everybody really yeah. sucks when they play up there. Are you well, kidding me? I, know, but I, I, li- I like it to, to be able to play in front of somebody and show them that I don't suck that bad all the time. <laughs> you know, well, then, you know go, go get out there and play at the, play at the one in the valley. <laughs> yeah. Right? Go down there. That'll be a lot easier. That'll be a lot easier. Listen, uh, the PGA Merchandise Show is coming up. Jeff's going to be talking. We're going to recap uh, some of the stuff he's talking about because I think it's very important. We talk about the, the the combination of fitting and teaching and learning because all of the elements have to be there in order for you to get your game together. And this is the year, people, you're going to get your game together. Okay? That's going to be our mantra. This is the year we're going to break. Insert your number here. We'll be right back. We're all this weekend, Coffee Guys. Have current events affected the ability for you to pay your bills? Has your credit card debt overwhelmed you? Has your income decreased because you're working less or have you lost your job? Credit Guard of America may be able to help you find a solution to this problem. We offer a free no-obligation consultation to learn how you can cut your payments by up to half and potentially lower your interest down to zero. Credit Guard of America is an A-plus rated nonprofit company that will work on your behalf. Credit Guard of America is licensed in all 50 states and has counseled over 1 million consumers struggling with debt just like you. Let us help you analyze and prioritize your debt. Negotiate with your creditors to reduce interest and payments. Set up one affordable monthly payment and provide ongoing education and support. Call now for a free no-obligation consultation and learn how you can become debt-free. Call 800-672-6925. That's 800-672-6925. 800 672 6925. Sports Podcast Awards, international competition, uh, sports podcasts broken up into all kinds of uh, uh, little categories. 
golf podcasts being one of the categories. We happen to be one of the eight finalists. And we are not too ashamed to beg for your vote. Oh, we're not not ashamed at all. No, no, no. no, Uh -uh. no. Go vote for us. Come on. We need a few hundred of those. We do. Uh, And and we would appreciate it immensely for uh, for forever and for always, man. You know, every person that we bring on our show, right? We ask them, you know, for, we give them, you know, a little bit of talk. What are they doing? And then we say, hey, now it's time. Let's do some shame, shameless self-promotion. Well, right. guess what? It's our turn. It's our on turn. Our show. It's our turn. <laughs> shameless self-promotion. Vote for us, please, early and often. Speaking of shameless self-promotion, did you get your Christmas present? Did you get your um, towel with your name on it? I did. It was pretty cool. <laughs> Isn't right? it, though? We're going to have that guy on, man. Um, we just got out of the blue, baby. We just, just oh, got to. So he did the right thing, right? He sent us some swag with our yeah. names on it, folks. Yeah. So, hey, if you're out there listening and you've got some golf product and you want on this show, do what this guy did, right? right. He sent us some swag, had those weekend golf guys logo all splattered all over it, had my yeah. name on it. Talk about a way to ingratiate yourself to me in a hurry. It's either that or buy me Smashburger or buy me pizza. That's pretty simple stuff. Okay? He's a man, a man of simple tastes. I'm an open book. <laughs> but again, you can go to a big box store and you can get fit. I mean, you don't, you don't have to go to the, the fitting places. Because those are intimidating financially for a lot of people. Yeah, they can be. They can be. But you know what? Those big box stores, you know what they have a reputation for? Getting you good enough equipment to play decent golf, mm-hmm. right? And they, they do, right? Yeah. Because they have a business to run. And if they're bad at it, they then they get bad reviews. And they don't get that bad of reviews, folks. So no. and there's if they, always... There's they miss always you going over. to be the guy out there that says, oh, my gosh, you got to go to this guy or the world's going to fall apart. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's some people that can get you in the ballpark or something for the recreational golfer that can get you there without yep. causing you any financial hardship whatsoever. Whatsoever. Check them out. Check us out, thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Vote for us, please. Sportspodcastawards.com. And um, listen to us every week. We'll be back next week. Have yourself a great week and go play some golf. 